Hi everyone, I'm Salma. I'm Khadija. I'm Leela. And I'm Ibrahim. And welcome back to another episode of the Muslim Z Podcast. I just wanted to mention Ramadan Mubarak, everybody. Um, how's Ramadan going for everybody in this weird kind of year that we're having? Honestly, it's like early days, of course, but it's definitely a different one from the years that we've experienced Ramadan. Yeah, no. I feel like last year we had Ramadan in um, the pandemic too, so it's kind of like you're used to it, but it's just a different energy still. Just feel like last year was like prime pandemic, like right in the beginning. Yeah. So everything was shut off. Like there wasn't even like Eid prayer, like any tarawih. Like Alhamdulillah, now it's getting a little bit better. Like at our masjid, like now you can go pray tarawih. You can go to Jama prayer. You just have to social distance. So I guess we're making progress, but it's still definitely not the same. Yeah, for sure. How has it been like going about it with school and COVID? Because now like Ramadan is the entire month is during school. So how has it been college life, especially? I'm not gonna lie. I'm still like adjusting. It's only it's only my third day, but like <laughs> I haven't gotten to my schedule yet. Like I'm kind of prioritizing Ramadan more than school, which is like good in hindsight. But you know, I still need to go to class. But it's just like, okay, do I stay up and just like sleep through my classes? Or there's obviously a balance. I just need to find it. Yeah, exactly. And even like. I don't know. It's just stressful because now we're like in finals week. Mm-hmm. So everything is just, you know, prime time. It's like, okay, finish everything and then go do this and then go do that. And then still focus on like preparing for Ramadan. It's just a lot that you have to manage. Like time ba- time management for sure mm-hmm. is key. I think it's just a little bit easier. I think everything comes with pros and cons though. But like since we're at home, I mean, yeah, come on. I mean, I remember last or a couple years ago when we had Ramadan at school. I don't know. That was a little, that was a little hard. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, because <laughs> didn't we have a barbecue during Ramadan? Yeah. 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 And then we were praying and in we were like a class in, in the class. classrooms. Oh my gosh, that was so much fun. Getting through a prayer took a good twenty. 30 yeah, we took we a just, good almost we an would, hour. Like, a whole class period. Yeah, yeah. We would leave at the beginning of the class period. It wouldn't come back we until five minutes after. But we move. We move. Honestly, I feel like the time that Ramadan is right now. I feel like it's kind of like a blessing. Because Ramadan is a very blessed month where like du'as come true and stuff. So best believe I'm making du'a to pass all my finals yes. this year. <laughs> Inshallah. Inshallah we all pass. Inshallah. And Inshallah. we're not going to be stressed anymore. Inshallah. And we can live our best lives in the summer. You know, I mean, I've never, like all my years going Ramadan, I never knew what to do. Like I never, I just go out my normal day, mm-hmm. pray my normal salahs. But I just don't know what to do, what to say. I mean, do you have any tips really like what to say? Maybe like to encourage better health, better studies, or whatever the case. I feel like for me, this Ramadan, I don't know what it is about this Ramadan, but it just hits so different. Like, I feel like every other Ramadan, like, you know, I was fasting, breaking my fast, fasting, breaking my fast. But this one, it's like, I started like educating myself and like learning more about like what Ramadan is all about and stuff like that. And I feel like once you like actually delve into the the month and like learn about the history about it and like all the benefits from it, it just makes you appreciate it a lot more. And, like, we can obviously go into, like, more tips and stuff. Yeah. And, like, setting goals, too. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, huge milestones. But, like, okay, I'm going to read. If you didn't read Quran before, I'm going to read a page a day. Or I'm going to read five pages a day, whatever it may be. Or, like you said, like, doing research. Li- literally just listening to lectures on YouTube. Like, while instead of, I don't know why you're studying or just have something you're listening to. It helps a lot. And I feel like you just making those goals, that's already a big step. So then the next step is how am I going to achieve these goals? And even like like what Salma said, if you're just reading like a couple pages, that's already like, that's a good start because 
you know, maybe before Ramadan, you weren't reading as much Quran and now you're starting to get into that habit. And then inshallah, you take that habit with you outside of Ramadan. And that's yeah. always the goal, right? Yeah. Exactly. And like, it's all about the intentions and kind of going off of intentions. How do you guys feel about people who make very sudden changes during this month? For example, like girls who never wore hijab before starting to wear this month or, you know, people who started smoking and drinking, stopping this month or listening to music. Like, how does that, how do you guys feel about that? I think we can go off of what Layla was saying. Like, it kind of encourages behavior that might be something that they want to change. Like maybe if you were scared to wear a hijab or weren't able to quit drinking or smoking or whatever the case, I feel like encouraging that behavior in Ramadan is really what most people go for. That's small goals that lead up to their lifetime. I'm not saying if you wear a hijab, that's good. If you wear, don't wear a hijab, that's bad. But for many people, that's a goal for them. You know, even if it takes years or it takes months, um, it's sometimes it's really is difficult for people to wear hijabs or for people to stop smoking or stop drinking. And it kind of like it becomes a habit of your life. And so when you take 30 months off, then you kind of like put a pause on that lifestyle and like, okay, reassess your lifestyle and say, okay, how can I move in a forward direction? Yeah. And I just feel like there's like a big stigma for like, or like Ramadan Muslims or whatever people mm-hmm. call them. Like exactly. you're only changing because it's Ramadan. Like, yeah. Right. That's okay. It's, it's That's, a good... It's, <laughs> Better I mean, not everybody's perfect. Exactly. Like, I feel that everybody just puts that thing on them where it's like, oh, you're not even a real Muslim. Like, you only do this during mm-hmm. Ramadan. But no, they're praying their five daily salahs. Are you praying your five daily salahs? Exactly. At the end of the day, it's between them and Allah. We have no say. We shouldn't exactly. have a say in what the, what we think. What we think. That's none of, none of their business either. So, like, we just got to mind our own. Exactly. exactly. And like Ramadan is a great like mental and physical reset because everyone's always looking forward to it. Like, OK, I'm going to start doing this when Ramadan comes around or like, you know, and there's you, there's no one like the, there shouldn't be anyone judging. Like at the end of the day, it's between them and Allah. So whatever exactly. they have going on, it's like none think, of our business. Yeah, I mean, I think a good example would be kind of like how COVID hit us. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody just got locked in their houses and then they just got kind of only talking to themselves and so they've mm-hmm. kind of changed mentally and so when you have 30 months of this and then you have more influence in quran or in lectures and you kind of change in a different way i mean maybe positive maybe and hopefully inshallah in a positive direction but and so calling them fake muslims or people that only are muslims for 30 years for 30 years <laughs> 30 days is kind of just i don't know it's just doesn't sit right with me you know it doesn't feel right definitely and like the thing about ramadan that i learned this year was like there's a lot of science behind the whole month um it takes like about like 30 days for an old habit to go away and a new habit to be formed i did not know that And this is like a great chance for people to stop doing what they were doing and be persistent the entire 30 days and by the end of the 30 days that old habit will be dropped and they'll like start new habits and there's so much science behind it and it just like it's just mind-boggling to me. Exactly. That's why I feel like we shouldn't have a say in what those people do. If they're drinking and smoking right before Ramadan, okay, maybe it's going to change because that, like you said, I think it's, tw- yeah, 21 to 30 days. Mm-hmm. That habit can literally be gone. So why why judge them? Instead, applaud them for stopping exactly. that. Exactly. Because it's going to be hard to get rid of that. So imagine them saying, I'm not going to do it, like going cold turkey for 30 days. Yeah, that's hard. I mean, that's very difficult. I mean... I also applaud very a lot of people for actually having the mental change. I mean, that's a big step right there, saying, I want to change. I mean, not everyone can say that. You know, everyone yeah. can live their life how they want to live. And if they don't want to change, then that's their lifestyle. But if you say in your head, I want to change, and not for anybody else, but you're, for your sole purpose, 
I feel like that's a big step. Mm-hmm. And then actually implementing that in your lifestyle is even a bigger step and a greater step. Definitely. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like the people who are judging need to look at themselves in the mirror and reevaluate, like, what they're doing. Because at the end of the day, you judging them is not doing anything. It's not benefiting mm-hmm. anyone. What do you gain from judging what somebody? <laughs> that's genuinely what I don't understand. I think, what I think do you the gain? reason why we judge people so much is because that's so easy. Yeah. You look at one person, you're like, oh, it's easy, to easy, easy, easy. Yeah. I can just look at you and say, okay, you're doing this wrong. You're doing this right. You're doing this wrong. You know, one look. I can look at you and say, okay, you're and wrong in this aspect and you're right not in this aspect. But that's my opinion. That's my perspective. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean I'm right. And many people kind of confuse those two. Like my judgment is correct while your judgment is incorrect. Mm. And so kind of that judgment is hard to kind of erase, I feel like. And so many people kind of are stuck on their ways of judging people on their looks or judging people on their personality or whatever the case. But because it's just, once again, it's so easy. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, that's, that's a whole different subject if you want to get yeah, into. Yeah, and like the thing with judging people is like you only see what they put out. Mm-hmm. Like one person can be one type of way in front of you, but behind closed doors, you know, they're a completely different person. Exactly. So I feel like it's hard. It's very hard to judge a person, but it's very easy thing to do. Like you said, like, yeah, you know, it's hard to point out your own flaws, but we're so quick to point out other people's exactly. flaws. Yeah. It's easy to look at what everyone else is doing wrong, but it's yeah. like looking at yourself. It's like, you don't want to get into that. It's too, it's too hard to change. But then, exactly. yeah, you just think about, okay, well, you judging is going to make somebody, is going to make it easier for somebody else to change or like check your intentions. What are you judging for? Yeah. Just for the sake of like, pointing fingers or like to benefit them right and kind of go ahead oh sorry i'm just gonna say everything at the end of the day it's between them and allah we have no say we should just you know mind our business it's it's really not that hard to mind your business period exactly (laughs) periods and kind of like going off the topic of change like are there goals that you guys have that you're hoping on accomplishing um like to give people some ideas yeah, for me, I I always have this goal, and it's like it's kind of difficult, but like finishing the Quran during Ramadan, because mm. like I don't know, th- you it's a goal to read Quran each day, like throughout the year, but like a lot of the times, you know, things get in the way, um, or just it's hard to, um, so like I think reading five pages after every salah, it's like it that's a way you can get it done, but like again, like sometimes. You can't read five pages or whatever it may be, but I feel like that's like my main goal right now uh, for the for Ramadan. Yeah. And maybe you can set even just like short term goals like each week, how many pages am mm-hmm. I gonna do? And that way, yes, you're gonna be still going up to that goal. Maybe it'll take you until after Ramadan, maybe it'll take you like another week after a week or two after Ramadan mm-hmm. to finish it, but you're still completing that goal. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. One goal I've had for a while now, and I'm still struggling with it, is um being a more peaceful person. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like it's very difficult because um being peaceful is very it's not really the easiest thing in the world i mean i I, I chose peaceful as because of our religion right as the religion of peace and so but it's not really i mean it's it's hard i found some things that work out for me and things that don't i mean biggest things is meditation and i've over time kind of gone back to salah i mean for i'm I'm just going to be straight up honest and talk because i'm talking to you guys but for some period of time i wouldn't pray i mean it just I felt like it was just, I had other things to do. I just would rather like watch YouTube or go in my car, drive somewhere, go talk to friends or whatever the case. And so I just didn't really recognize that I had the time. And so time became something relative to how I wanted to mold it rather than what I should have molded it into. So basically now when you like meditate or when you start praying, you have kind of like in control of that time. Time doesn't run away like in snaps. Mm -hmm. You know, and so 
I don't know. I mean, it's just it's difficult. It really is a it's a hard goal. But I've alhamdulillah I've been seeing some changes. I mean, inshallah. I mean, my my main goal is once again just to be more peaceful. I don't know how that looks. I don't know how I will look physically, mentally. But you know, it's a goal that I have set. Yeah. yeah, I love that you guys are taking those steps though. Like they're definitely challenging goals, but like you guys definitely got it. And like for oh, I'm about to get deep real quick. <laughs> but for me, like the these the goals that I've set this year definitely were not goals that I've had before. But because of like all the things that have been happening this year, they kind of came about. Um, for example, like death has been like a very heavy one on my heart this year. And so for me, it's like everything that I'm doing, it's like I'm doing it as if I'm not gonna be here tomorrow. Yeah. So I've been trying to like benefit myself and like better myself in ways that if I do die tomorrow, I'm going to be okay with that. Like I'm not, you know, worried and stressed that I'm not here. And another thing is like, you know, the people who, you know, obviously like Dua and like Sadaka is amazing any time of the year, but like Ramadan especially. And like, I'm always thinking about the people who have passed away and like they don't have anyone to make Dua for them. So I've been like learning different Duas to like benefit all the people who have passed away and like you know, hoping that they get their reward as well. So, like, for me, it's, like, death has been on my mind. Not in, like, an, on, like a depressing way, but it's because, like, I've seen lives being taken, like, the next day. So, mm-hmm. just, like, living every single day, like, there's no tomorrow, honestly. And I think, I don't know, I mean, if anyone else wants to add on to this, but the way I perceive kind of death is um, the way that you keep somebody in your mind. So, the longer you keep somebody in your mind, I feel like their life is still alive. I mean... If you talk about them, if you remember them, you remember what they did, what they liked, what they didn't like, you still remember them as a person. And so, I mean, I really love talking to my parents about maybe their parents or aunts, relatives, because it's just, it's interesting, you know, it's interesting mm-hmm. to basically like dig up past memories and see somebody come back to life in a conversation. It's really interesting to me and to you, it seems like as yeah, well. And sure. so, and like a lot of people see that as like, oh, like, why are you like reminiscing and stuff? But I see it like, you know, keeping their legacy up. Like, the more that I remember them, the more that I'm going to want to make dua for them. The more, like, they're on my mind, the more I'm going to want to donate sadaka. Like, the second I start forgetting is, like, a bad sign for me. So just trying to continuously, like, remember. And I think the good thing is, too, like, when you're remembering somebody who passed away, we always remember the good things about them, the mm-hmm. good, the laughs mm-hmm. we shared, just everything. You only remember the good things about them, and that's mm-hmm. what you should pass on to other people is the good things that they did. And so I feel like that's just always important. That's one thing that I've had on my mind this Ramadan too, just, you know, making dua for those that we've lost. And then also like kind of like tying in everything you guys kind of said, the goals that I had too. So like, especially like being a peaceful person, I noticed like even before Ramadan, if I was upset or things weren't just going my way, I would go and I'd pray my salah and then I would just instantly like feel at ease. So incorporating that into my life, it just makes me feel better. Like I just feel way happier joyful and i don't feel as stressed or you know that that anxiety is going away after i pray or mm-hmm. like before i have a test especially like these past couple of weeks because girl i'm mm-hmm. trying to pass my classes <laughs> um the way that i've just been you know making dua making sure i'm getting a good amount of sleep like i can see that showing up in like some of my grades too like alhamdulillah i'm like i've been doing better in my courses than last semester because last semester was rough but learning from all these experiences and then not tying it in with ramadan like alhamdulillah like i'm at peace Mm-hmm. and yeah. it's really nice like i don't want i don't want problems yeah i want peace, I want peace. love that <laughs> yeah i so love to see that and i think this ramadan will be one for all of us you know to do better and to just overall become the person that we hope to become within the next yeah. 30 days inshallah. and have that stay and inshallah I'm praying for all of you guys keeping you guys all in my dua so hopefully it becomes better
definitely and like another thing kind of going along with 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 what you said um something that i've also been trying to do this this ramadan is like falling in love with allah because i feel like when you fall in love whatever you're in love with is at the center of your heart and it will like determine the outcome of your feelings your thoughts your actions so like for example if you're in love with a person that person's going to be you know that person's going to determine all your actions how you go about things so if you put allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in your heart and you're in love with that everything that you're doing is going to be revolved around that some type mm-hmm. of way exactly i want to speak a little bit on that too because i mean i think love is interesting love comes in different ways and different forms uh, but one way that i always think of love is when you're in love with somebody or let's say for example you're in love with allah well let's put it in like a smaller terms let's say you're in love with somebody right you're constantly thinking about them, mm-hmm. thinking about them right um, the way that you eat the way that you drink you just remember them and so mm-hmm. uh, your lifestyle kind of becomes their lifestyle and so your old lifestyle becomes something that you're not used to anymore because you're just so used to how your lifestyle is now with them mm-hmm. and so also when you're in love with somebody, you don't really think about the future or the past. You're just living in the moment, right? Mm-hmm. You don't think about, oh, this person might have done this in the past. Or this person might might do this. You're not worrying. You're just enjoying it because you're in love. You're in pure, I guess, bliss, right? Because mm-hmm. you're just so overflowed with these emotions of joy, right? And so when you incorporate that with Allah, I think that's a big step. And I can definitely see how people are hesitant to that step. Because um, it's difficult. I mean, I, f- I feel like many people, if they want to love something, they have to f- see it personally or physically, right? And so, um, if you, I think also you can branch off into this kind of like believing and having faith and um, is a part of love. You know, you can't really have faith and believe in somebody if you don't love them. Mm-hmm. And so, exactly, it's like having trust in Allah's plan, basically. Like, like you said, like it is it's tough to like have something or Allah be like the center of your whole world so everything you do or everything you think about like your day-to-day is just centered around Allah and thinking of him and remembering his blessings so I feel like it is like and during Ramadan I feel like a lot of people do try to take that step um, but it's hard to like maintain it like we said Um, it's just like habits like little acts of worship like Allah's blessings are so like immense it's amazing like mm-hmm. when you re- when you learn about it or listen about it or listen yeah, listen to it or listen to lectures or whatever people speak about Allah's blessings or Allah's mercy. It's like, it's the love is right in front of you. You just need to like accept it. Yeah, and I feel like with that, like with that being said, not even like questioning, like when you when you're trusting Allah's plan, it's like you don't even question whatever problem comes your way. Like you literally you take it, and how you solve it is you know like that's like your test. So Subhanallah, like Allah's love, Allah's mercy. It's just so powerful. And I feel like even in the month of Ramadan, it's even more powerful because everything that you're doing is for the sake of Allah and you just want to become the best person that you can be. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And like the beauty of Ramadan is like there's so many chances where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to come on your mind. Like you get constant reminders. And like, for example, like there's a couple of things like I've been learning, like and one of them was when you're breaking your fast, like in between like taking the date and drinking the water, like that time, any dua that you make, Allah subhanahu wa doesn't turn away like any dua that you make at that time does not get rejected and like I was just sitting there thinking like all these times I'm just eating a date and like yeah. you know going to pray yeah. and getting yeah. ready to eat <laughs> and like I could be making so much dua during that time and like and another thing like if you say ayat kursi after every prayer the only thing stopping you from entering Jannah is death and it's just these little things that I you know you could implement so easily that are just you know fly past your head and I feel like when you take the time to actually learn about these things or like you're you know more aware of them it makes your 
you're like you know your experience so much better yeah mm-hmm. and i feel like we're given so many chances to be forgiven so many mm-hmm. chances to make dua you know sometimes when it's not even ramadan sometimes we don't take those chances and now that it's ramadan we're literally we have a chance every single day mm-hmm. every exactly. after every single salah to make up and you know ask for forgiveness ask for mercy for those who passed away there's just so many so many chances that alhamdulillah that we have to become better and to do better for ourselves i think what's interesting with chances is um you need time mm. either time to fix and resolve your chances or like your mistakes or time to actually act on your chances i mean i remember when i went to Palestine a couple years back and um it was ramadan previous years i would never really do anything much in ramadan i'll just wake up at duhar take another nap and then just wait till maghrib and then that's it that's how I, my days passed right and then um but in full scene when i didn't like i mean i'm sitting here with my grandma and it's just me and my grandma in the house and all we do is just read quran and there's no wi-fi there's no <laughs> there's no phone no data there's nothing going on and so it's just me this quran and my grandma and so i just that's probably the only time in my life where i memorized so many surahs because there's nothing else i took up on that chance and i think having time is very difficult because many people have a very busy difficult life and so finding that time to take a chance is kind of hard and mm-hmm. so i mean if you want to add on to that that'd be i mean that's up to you <laughs> yeah i think time is like a huge thing like you said especially now we're you know we're going to school we have you know volunteer work like work jobs whatever the case is so like finding time and you know taking the time to better yourself and like worship Allah that's why you know his his rewards are always so immense to the people who are finding time in their busy schedules to you know start worshiping and things like that and like kind of going off of what you said about the, the whole forgiveness thing like a lot of people think that they've dug a hole that's way too deep like the things that they committed they couldn't like there's exactly. no way of getting out of it and I feel like Allah in so many hadiths they say that he's the most merciful like no matter what you've done just go pray and make dua and be consistent and you know put your entire heart into it there's nothing that he's going to reject just because you didn't make the effort to you know ask for forgiveness yeah i mean i wanted to add on to that because i remember i don't know hadith or i heard somebody saying this but if you make a dua and you think in your mind subconsciously or consciously that it's not going to come true it won't come true exactly Mm -hmm. but if you think that and you believe in allah that your dua and whatever you're praying for is going to come true it will come true and so it's kind of i don't know it's just a little interesting thing that i learned a couple years back yeah it's all about the intention exactly like having that taqwa like in allah like i don't know and that moment you're mentioning like reading quran like there's no distractions there's like there's peace in those moments like even like let's say in your room or wherever or like when you're in salah like you're in front of allah like you can ask anything you're you could ask for forgiveness anything you want and it's like going back to like just having like like i mentioned like having trust in him like okay i coming to you like as a vulnerable you know worshiper like you can i don't know where i'm going to this but i'm like i'm trying to explain like just going to allah like this is so hard no, to articulate. I, mean, yeah, I, I totally get it. I <laughs> that mean, makes sense. I think one of the interesting things is sujood. Mm, is because yeah. you're legit yeah. making sure that you're showing how vulnerable you are to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I don't think you can really show, you can. I don't think you could ever do sujood to another person. Yeah, never. It's like yeah, so it's... difficult. I mean, but you willingly, willing, willing, <laughs> <laughs> willingly do it. 
five times a day, if you、mm-hmm. pray five times a day. But I think it's also interesting, kind of also going back to intention, but your intention of salah. If your intention is just to wrap it up quickly so you can go do your homework or wrap it up quickly so you can go to work, then you don't get much of a benefit. But I feel like it's kind of like a conversation. You don't get much of a conversation if you're here and there or here and gone. You know, you got to stick there, understand the person's feelings and emotions, and you understand that person more. So, same thing can be applied to salah, I think. So, I mean, it's like being, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. It's okay. I know, but like, like be, falling in love with Allah. Like, when you're in love with someone, like, you want to talk to them, you want to tell them everything.、Mm-hmm. So, it's like, you want to be excited to go to Salah. Like, everything else that you're、um, holding, like, back, like, okay, let me do Salah so I can go back to this. Allah's in control of it, anyways. So, just take the time, like, have a conversation. Like, you're speaking to Allah, you know? So, I just, like, find that love in your Salah. Exactly. And then, like, focusing, I feel like focusing during prayer is always、mm-hmm. the hardest.、Mm-hmm. So, you know, like what Sama was saying, where, you know, he, he's the one that's controlling everything. So just take that time and really focus so then everything that you want to be said can be said during that prayer rather than just like, okay, I need to do this so I can go finish, like, so I can go back to like watching TV or I can go back to scrolling on TikTok. Like, things like that, I feel like will genuinely change, like, those habits, creating those habits. Now, if you start now, then it's gonna be everlasting. Yeah, definitely. And like, one thing that I tried to do to make my salah a lot more like personal was like、um, reading the, the translation and the meaning of the surahs. Because I feel like when, when you know what you're saying, it just makes it a lot more meaningful. Because、mm-hmm. some people, you know, they're just reading the surahs and、mm-hmm. going about their、Routine. day. But、yeah. when you know the meaning of the surah, it just makes it a lot more like personal. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. Um, uh, another thing I've kind of incorporated into salah is I'm、um, just closing my eyes. Um, whenever I used to salute with my eyes open, I would just like watch or look around. My, constantly, my attention would go to my room or whatever is going on in the house. But if you close your eyes, I feel like it's more personal, it's just more secluded. It's just in a private room, basically. Little, little room, just you and Allah.、Mm-hmm. There's nobody else. And so I feel like that's kind of hard. I mean, I remember, I think, I, I mean, another thing is I just rush through my salahs, I just rush through my. My surahs. And so, I mean,、uh, just taking my time in each surah that I would say, the Fatiha or whatever surah that I'm reading, and just kind of made it feel more personal, I feel like. Definitely. I think, you know, that's the beauty of Ramadan, too. Like, Alhamdulillah, we're going to start making these habits like become the reality again. Like, with us making dua for those who've passed away, for us, like bringing Quran back into our routine and then becoming a peaceful person. Like, All of these things that we're saying now, yes, we put it in our head. Now it's like, okay, we have to hold ourselves accountable for that. We need to make sure that we do it so at the end of, you know, at the end of Ramadan, we can say that we achieved these goals. And then look, it'll last throughout, you know, until the next Ramadan, hopefully, inshallah. So I think we're at a good start. You know,、yeah. it's、Definitely. only our third day, but look at us now. Like,、yeah. look how many goals that we've set for ourselves. Look at what, where we want to be、mm-hmm. at the end of Ramadan. So I think just. Holding ourselves accountable and seeing where we can be at the end of Ramadan. Okay, well,、um, thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. Inshallah, again, we hope you all have an amazing Ramadan and、um, stay tuned for next week's episode. Bye. 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 Bye.